What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Powered by UberLyftDrivers.com. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. Hey, what's up, everybody? So uh, maybe you've heard that once or twice before, but only you've heard it every week if you listen to the audio podcast. That's my friend Tori Pater, plays in about three different bands here in Denver. He did that for me, and it's been my audio podcast song since like episode 25. And I'm now, this is episode 145. So you can all do the math. It's been with me for a while. And uh, yeah, welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo Podcast Live. my guest, my co-host, sorry, I, I got to get used to these little changes. My co-host <laughs> tonight who's going to help me go through things different than interviewing a guest is Dash sure. Theory TV, John. Um, I'm sure you guys know him, even maybe from this channel or from his for sure. But if you don't, uh, his link is in the show notes. Check him out. Um, he's got a lot of good uh, uh, breakdown videos. And it's it's the kind of channel I like, like mine, where you can kind of you can just scroll through videos and find the ones by there's no clickbaiting. It's he's got them labeled pretty well. So it's, you know, I don't know. Like if I want to find something to John's, I can go find it pretty easy. Some people's libraries are a little harder to go through. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I've, I've encountered that myself. Looking at other people's stuff, looking something up on YouTube and I says this is the search result, but I don't know yeah. what this title has to do with what I'm looking for. Yeah. So uh, for those that don't know, John, uh, he has been in the gig economy for years um, and has worked many of the gig apps that we use, uh, the main brand, big giants and the off brand ones. Uh, John also has a YouTube channel that I just told you to go check out. If you haven't um, like a couple videos and subscribe to it, if you're liking what you're seeing and uh, um, yeah, he always has uh, great content, great analysis. And John, thank you for co-hosting with me tonight. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me, Steve. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, you've been on here a bunch of times, but you've never been in this role. I'm, I wonder, I'm wondering if it's even going to feel any different, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, like I always say, the people make the podcast. Hey, we're here to yeah. listen to you, and uh, hey, I'll follow your lead. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just kind of it kind of helps me actually the co-host thing. I've been doing it for the summer, but it's been helping me because it helps me take on a, a, somebody else's view every week hmm. on the yeah. things that because sometimes with the podcast for a long time, just the podcast, I would do I do it alone. I would do an hour to an hour and a half alone, straight one take, no edits. Um, yeah, See, I'm just barely getting into doing you know the live shows myself, so. Uh, I saw you did so one. for doing two hours. That's a that just definitely that that takes and you, some skill. And if definitely. you and if you stumble, it stays. Not like sure. I didn't even go in and edit any dead air or like give a clap that like okay, start it back up here. This was a bad point. Like I just did it, and whatever happened happened. So I I tried it. Thought about the start a couple times and just rolled. And I'd have all my notes out and stuff. And I actually had, by like, fire is still here for a reason. I had a cur- I have a curtain back here, and I actually had like uh um like 
uh, clips, clipping notes in order that said note one, note two. They looked like giant post-its. So you had almost like your whole setup, yeah. Yeah, it was like, it looked like a crime scene kind of thing. I was saying, remind me of those those, (laughs) investigative reporters, like, okay, this is going here, this is here, have all your clues, and then have a bunch of uh, crisscross lines in the middle. So what's up, Gary? What's up, Bill Putnam? Hey, what's up, CJ Kanoi? So good to see you. I haven't seen you in a long time. I don't think. I don't think I've seen you in a long time. What's up, Chris Taylor? Uh, what's up, Faith? And uh, and Gary Middleton again. Hey, Gary, did you see that? Uh, I didn't tag your name, but if you saw a little bit above, I put uh, this, Gary. Because um, I don't have... Um, I don't know. I just, the setup I have right now, I can't do it. But if you could, I would like to have that up there so that uh, try and get some signatures on that for Para. It would be sweet. What's up, Nova? How you doing? Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. John, how are you? How, how hot is it in Phoenix? What's oh, your favorite app right now? Because I did see that you put something up about Corner Shop, like bye bye Corner Shop. Which you and I talked about last time you were even on here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the the honeymoon period for Corner Shop it's ending in a way that was you know unexpected in the sense that they're taking it away. It's not going away. They're you know they're rolling it up in the Uber Eats app. Which um, I wait to see. I'm going to wait to see how it happens. But my expectation is that that base pay is going to go down. The last video I posted about Corner Shop was talking about how it has a solid base pay and uh, they compensate for so many different factors. So. That's a, you know, that goes away August 15th. And until then, I'm doing a quarter shop as much as possible. Uh, Outside of that, yeah. So August 15th, this is kind of what I thought would happen. I I just hadn't worded it so bluntly in case it didn't. But that's what I'd been saying. When the pay goes down, this is why I thought it would happen. So is quarter shop becoming Uber Eats or merging into? So you're going to order quarter shop through Uber Eats. You're not going to have Uber quarter shop. So... Technically, that's already a thing. Like right now, um, yes. I tested this out. You can order groceries through the Uber app, but it goes to a corner shop shopper. Right. Um, it may go to both platforms now. From what I'm hearing, talking to some other people, they're seeing grocery orders in the Uber Eats app. But essentially, okay. from the customer perspective, they can order through either. But from a driver perspective, we'll only be able to get the orders through the corner shop app after August 15th. So there was like an email they sent out and only like through the, the corner shop. I'm sorry. I said that backwards. Only, only through, through the, the eats. eats. Yep. Yeah. I just have a feeling they're just moving it into the same pay scale as Uber eats. Oh, that was one of the big things that I took away because in that email from corner shop, that was, you know, will my pay model change? The answer was a flat. Yes. It's going to go to the Uber eats pay model. <laughs> so yeah, before that, <laughs> well, the biggest thing, will it change? Is there, yes. Yeah. Will it change yeah. for the better? well i I give them respect in a sense of not trying to beat around the bush and just putting it yes it's going to change yeah Yeah. you know they could have said well you know uber eats does a little bit differently this and that and that and that no they said yes it's going to change you know i wonder if you had said like is my pay rate going to go down for the work i do or for the miles i drive or the time i take because when you said change they're thinking oh yeah it's going to change it's going from a good split to uh per mile per minute whatever they're going to do that they're like yeah it's going to change horribly but if you i wonder if you had said like is it going to change to my benefit or at least so i don't lose a dime 
uh, I think I would have still got some type of PR corporate answer still. <laughs> yeah, right. Or no answer. Yeah, no. But although I will give them that they did include it like in that same communication. But I mean, I, I just when I the biggest thing I kick myself about is that I got approved for Quarter Shop for about four months before I actually ever took an order. So yeah. that time when I could have been, you know, taking advantage of it and wasn't. I know that you do this and a lot, oddly, a lot of people I, I talked to, even after I had news up on the website forever about Uber acquiring corner shop back when they did and from Peru and all this and stuff. But I th- I was like, recently I was kind of shocked. It was like two or three different people in one conversation where when I said, well, corner shops, Uber, they were like, no, it's not. And these are like veteran gig workers who i was like who didn't have quarter shop yet they're like no it's not it's a it's an app that's going to come to my i'm like yeah it's an app but it's uber bought it it's uber i mean that wasn't ever i guess what i'm saying is that wasn't ever a hidden fact no no no, no, none of us heard about quarter shop till uber bought it right i think the only one that i i think that uh, was probably up on the corner shop game from as far back as I remember was Gig Life, who's the only one that when it came to looking up corner shop, had a bunch of videos and that's where I kind of learned a bit from. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. As far I as like I learned that. about them it was kind of after the fact. It was it said corner shop by Uber at that point. I, I always like Gig Life stuff, but I really have been uh, digging his uh TikTok stuff. Oh yeah. He he has a lot of other stuff. Maybe, that's maybe awesome. I'm, maybe I'm getting older too. and my mind just get like, like I can't watch something for more than a minute no I'm just kidding. Like, but i <laughs> or mean maybe he does tiktok put, is inverting your mind into that uh that no moment. he just he uses like um i'm not sure how old exactly he is but he uses music from like my dad's generation like the late 70s and like you know like like fleetwood mac type songs and stuff to go with like sad incidents that he's like showing it's just, it's really crazy. He's, I guess the part that I found interesting was the genre of music he picked and he doesn't step out of it. It's all like this. It's all kind of like, at least on TikTok, it seems to be like a 78 to like 84 soft rock thing going on in the background. It's, <laughs> but it always works. Everyone he does is awesome. I, I, I don't know. It just works. Um, but yeah, I'd always, I always, I, I, in fact, I know, but I'm not sure how much, but I know he's younger than me and I'm younger than that generation a little. I want to so. say he's probably, so I'm 38. I was going to say 35. I was going to say 35. Yeah, that, say I was say 35. Minus five years, yeah. yeah so that's 15 years younger than me. So, I mean, like he's using songs that like, yeah, I, I remember that from being in my dad's car and listening to the radio. That's the, the classics, kind of songs. The classics are going to be classics, though. So that's another but thing about them. Right, there. but they're but they're like uh, they're not one hit wonders, but they're like those rare songs that when you do hear them, you're not like oh, not another genre of this or whatever. Even if you do like that, it's like those ones where they're kind of like uh, you know the the deep track type things. It's, it's like kind of more of the oh, hidden gems. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he just seems to nail it with that genre. I don't know, he has it so. Um, okay, so we got some news tonight for sure. Uh, first, I want to give thanks out to uh, Stolo and Moves and uh, Middleton Tech for sponsoring the podcast. And uh, also, you guys, uh, Kim, and I think I started it. I don't know who else does it, but we all hang with Gary a lot from Gary from Middleton Tech. And Gary's, uh, we always refer to Gary's stuff as 
you know, just go get Gary Zapps. And and then he's always like, dude, don't say that. They don't, you can't go get Gary's apps. You got to go get Middleton. Apps. <laughs> and so when we were doing Sunday fun day, the live yesterday, I said, I, I, I was just sitting there and I was like, I wonder if Gary's apps.com is available. And both Gary and I looked at each other like, no, it's too short. And then we were like, but wait, it just might be. And he checked and he's got it. It's already forwarded. So now oh, wow. I can actually say Gary's apps.com. So now it is Gary's apps. Gary's so, apps, yeah. Middleton tech. That would have to be so uh, worried about there, what we say. No matter is. what we say, it'll be right. See? That's even him doing it. Gary's apps.com. Like it. Middleton takes you to the landing page. Gary's apps.com takes you right to the, to the apps page on Middleton's site where all of his apps are. It's perfect. Gary's Zapstock. He's gonna have to rebrand his whole company in a month. <laughs> um, but I also, oh, I also want to give um some props to. Let me see if I have a banner here for this. I uh, know I did. Where is it? Uh, I'm gonna try and put this website up, you guys, and uh. Okay, so. I know that a lot of you are familiar that this is happening on June 30th in St. Louis. Um, maybe some people uh, um, RSVP'd that they're going to go and something has come up. Life has changed. And you're not going to be able to go. I would ask that you guys uh, let Pedro know that he is really, as we reach the last week here or whatever, we're really coming into some close. <laughs> it's getting close. <laughs> But as we get into the home stretch here, um, he's trying to figure out how many of the people that signed up on the guest list on the website three months ago maybe can't come, or also who is coming that hasn't signed up on the on the guest list. And again, everybody can go. Pedro's been so kind about all this, and some of the people helping him sponsor it are you know Solo and Para and things that I work with too, and Buckle. So it's going to be some good stuff. But help. Just try and help him know. Remember, this is a a much more grassroots led um, conference. Of it really, just everybody's been asking me what it is exactly, and I keep saying that I at least think of it like, yeah, we'll do some networking. But the networking has been done. It's more for me to face to face see all these people that I've known for a long time over the internet. I've probably spent more FaceTime if you consider this like what you and I are doing FaceTime mm -hmm. with all these YouTubers and my friends in the past two years. That's you crazy know? to think about. It's, it's but I mean, it's true. About, but it's, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's changing. It's coming back a little bit now, of course. But, but I mean, like, even as it was rolling out, like, hey, let's do something this weekend. Okay. Oh, man, my girl just got COVID. So, like, everything yeah. would go out the window so quick, even if you did get a plan going that... You know, it's been it's just been a safety way for all of us. And now we're going to all be able to uh, to meet in person. So just nobody come with COVID and give everybody COVID because oh, that would don't. be a really bad thing to have a buzz. That, that'll be the stain of next <laughs> or year. Or if it does happen, you all have to fake it that you don't have it. Imagine Sorry. next year, you try to do the 2023 gig worker conference and people are like, oh, did you hear about what happened last time we went? We yeah. don't want that. <laughs> yeah so but I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting so many of you even some of the creators coming um and uh and then I've, i i was on the website the other day and that's why i was saying if you haven't updated or you haven't like registered like faith if you're in here still you haven't registered 
and you're going, you need to register. Absolutely. And then there's other people who might not be going anymore. Help Pedro out. When I said grassroots, I just mean it's like him and his notebook trying to like kind of, okay, we're going to need, we're going to need, yeah, he's got the park rented and everything, but now he's getting down to that last minute. What do we need type stuff? And, uh, you know, it would really help him. So I'm just, if you haven't been there, go there, check it out. You don't have to register that you're going. You can just check it out. If you have been there and you've registered and something has changed or you have more guests, go there and edit it to say plus two, three, four, whatever. But um, I just wanted to give that plug because we are nine days out from this. So it is going to be amazing, amazing opportunity. I think, I think that's so yeah. awesome that it was like a, an idea. It was just yeah. an idea and it was brought to fruition. It's becoming such a big thing. And uh, I think it's going to be a great thing for the community. Like you said, a lot of people that have talked to each other over the last years through the internet, putting that face to face. And I think even for the creators and non-creators alike, um, a chance for creators to collaborate with each other, a chance for non-creators to see that creators are just normal people at the end of the day. Yeah. Just like everybody else. I mean, I got to tell you this. I've been, I mean, I think you know this, but I've been working with Para. I've been working with David since April of 2020. So like two weeks after the pandemic started with autonomy.jobs. Mm-hmm. But then when he and Jimmy started, uh, um, or when, yeah, when they, when, when they kind of were like, Hey, let's merge this into, uh, to para in what was it, you know, summer of, or March of, it was probably like December, but it was like March when it really launched of 2021. Um, I was there through all that too. Uh, we were going to do a thing here in Colorado. Uh, didn't pan out. Everything was so pandemic based. David was in China. We talk all the time. We work together on this level. And uh, I have still never met him in person. And we're staying in the same house. So that's awesome. Yeah, it was just stuff like that, man. You know, like I, I spend hours a week with David on the phone talking about just everything para issues, other things, what's going on. And now it's like, you know, I get a weekend with him, you know, or like three days in a house and we're going to, you know, try and make it fun. And uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just going to, to me, it's not, if everybody else that's attending and isn't a creator and there's a bunch of them. Yeah. I mean, John McCallion and I are, are, are tailgating out together. He's in his car cause he's going farther afterwards, like up to Cleveland and stuff mm-hmm. and I'm turning around, but we're caravanning out together and, uh, you know, I mean, like, we're both scheduled to have, like, small, uh, uh, you know, like, I, I think real small, like, just kind of, like, get up and, like, say some things. You know, we're, like, one of the nine people speaking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, if people, like, you know, want to get into that and all that, that's awesome. But I am really, more than anything, even a lot of just non-creator types that I know their names, even seeing some of the faces and stuff and... uh oh, yeah. I'm just looking forward to meeting everybody, man. I mean, it's gonna, it's really gonna feel. I've never had an event like that in my life. Uh, Where for two years I built relationships with a whole community, and they're all not going to be there. I get that, but the ones that are there, I all know by their face. I mean, it's just going to be like, hey, and like, it's not going to feel like, hey, you know, we met over the internet once. It's, It's like somebody I talk to all the time. Yeah, it's not like it's not like when you people do online dating. It's like, hey, we've been texting for two three right. four weeks and now yep. we're in person and we're awkward. It's yeah. going to be like, Hey, we, we, we have this, this shared oh. passion and interest. 
and everybody here does. So I think that's going to Although I'm going to see, because awesome. Hannibal and I get along so well, I'm just going to, as a joke, although he's maybe he's listening to this, is Hannibal in here? Not so far. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna try and make, like, when we meet Hannibal and I in person, I'm going to try and make it completely awkward. Like, dude, this isn't what I thought you were. And... <laughs> He can say you can try to. Well, no, if, no. So it would have been hilarious if you waited to get your hair cut and then catfished everybody and then got down there and be like, "Sorry, I, I wear a wig on my shows. This is my real hair." Yeah, yeah. I just wear that mullet for the appearance. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into some of this news because some of it's pretty messed up. And tomorrow, by the way, I have a very rare. Um, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. I'm doing a live piece with Mike Karubi. I already did one with him, but we are going to be going through pretty much everything. AB5, what happened in Massachusetts that's already a law that they're not going to vote on. He's from, he's, me, he lives though. in Massachusetts and he's worked with the Senate there. He worked for the Senate for years. Um, he has He has his own federal legislation. Um, that is going to be going up against the PRO Act and everything, uh, showing how everybody can be an independent contractor. It's about fighting the ABC test that they're trying to now push into every state, um, which makes it impossible. And we're going to talk about the 70,000 truckers and what it's doing and the um, that they actually started getting a little motivated. I don't know if you've heard this, John, but the 70,000 truckers uh, that are independent that now just got pulled off or got thrown into the AB5 world. Like now they they can't be independent. So AB5 went in effect January 2020. Pandemic hit March of 2020. And everybody already had their carve-outs from AB5. Anesthesiologists, lawyers, doctors. All the people that were going to get it already had it. And um, so the truckers got it even though they didn't meet any of the criteria because we needed them for supply chain. We needed them during the pandemic, all mm-hmm. this. And every, but every time um, the superior court met, it just was getting kicked. You know, should we address that trucker temporary carve out on AB five? It's like, no dude, just leave that. And it just get, get kicked down the road. Like as if nothing's ever going to be done about this. Don't worry about it. Well, Ron and I, Ron here, Ron Andre Courier and I have talked many times about how this is not just being kicked down the road. At some point out of nowhere, they're going to pull it. And they did. The week after they had that uh, overturn of the abortion, mm-hmm. there was early in the week in the Supreme Court, Monday and Tuesday, because they did it on a Friday, that. And on Monday and Tuesday, they passed through all like six things that none of us would have, we all would have been like, what? But we were all so focused on this on the abortion thing that it just kind of happened. So unless you knew it was like AB five. So it was like, okay, well all the truckers in California now have to be with a company and a union. You can't be an independent trucker. So 70,000 truckers are out of work as of right now. It's AB five is gone and they have no carve out. But um, so they're, they're taking the trucking paths that get you to the port Mm-hmm. And they're blocking them with their semis and making like a maze huh. to have to get to the port for the union truckers. So things I point that out because there's there's probably about fifty ports in California, but there's three major ones: Long Island being or uh, Long Beach being one of them. Right. And Long Beach, they're making the fifteen mile ride for a truck to get into there after off off the highway. 
they're making it about two and a half hours right now. Whoa. And yeah, there have installed out trucks that aren't installed out, everything. Just like, sorry, can't move it. Like they're just it's and I point this out because that's the seventy thousand truckers. Now wait till they don't overturn AB five and because everybody in California is ready to boil anyway. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm not talking about the gig workers who get right. temporarily get Prop 22. That's a, just a joke. Um, and that's going away anyway. So that's gone. Um, but it's I'm talking about all the people whose businesses and lives were ruined. I mean, they've been waiting. And now the truckers are like their, their army. Now that the truckers are like, wait, we got our stuff pulled too. Everybody's getting very heated again. Like, well, wait a minute. Let's, let's get them. So the kind of the, the truckers are already kind of taking their their steps towards that civil disobedience already. You know, immediately. Choice. Yeah, like the day they did it, the next day there was a plan in mind. I mean, they, they and, and it's so it's not like watching some of these groups that are like, let's it, let's virtually st- strike Instacart. No, they're 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 what, taking action. You know, it's it, you know it took, takes a month to put it together. Nobody does it. And it does nothing to the company. And the company's like, you guys wasted that time doing that. And I know to them, it's not wasted. So I'm not dissing on anybody. But this one was, okay, AB5 is gone for you. They were ready. The next day, they were all, I mean, it didn't even take like all this planning and stuff. They just all knew, hey, if this ever happens, this is what we're doing. Because the plan went right into motion. They were blocking things, blocking highway exits, blocking entrances um, during rush hour. Like oh, so definitely coordinated, kind of, definitely coordinated, pre-discussed, oh, yeah, pre-planned. Dude. And it's not just for trucks. They're blocking traffic for cars. Like, hey, if you, you know, what oh, do you, yeah. where, where you got to get to? Because I got all your groceries in the, or I, I'm supposed to be driving all your groceries and I'm not allowed to. I mean, California already has some of the worst traffic in the world. So I can only imagine taking that up a notch. Yeah. And how far it'll go because, you know, we're only, it was last, we're actually seven days into that or eight days into that decision now, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, okay, they're already doing that once they get a little more boost behind them. And then once, I think it's the 22nd, which is this Friday is when the, um, uh, the 14th district Supreme court, um, will rule on if prop 22 was unconstitutional. If they do, Ooh, they can't. Know about that. They can't say that January 2023 Prop 22 goes away for some reason because of the way this went down. And this is again, it's not something how things normally happen. Normally, you don't introduce a bill into law and then allow, and then the people say, "Well, we're not going to pay that." They say, "Okay, you didn't get a carve out, but we'll allow you to have a vote if." If on Prop 22, if if people think that that you shouldn't have to follow this law, and it won by three million mm-hmm. votes in California, and in California it's a state, it's, a it's the margin. one state it should have lost it, but three million votes is a lot. It brought them up to sixty eight percent of the vote. Yeah, that's a solid margin. Yeah. I mean, that's a solid margin, and so it, nobody wanted it. They still inflicted it, and then after now they're saying that well, okay, so. Um, yeah, this was a constitutional violation. I was telling Gary just yesterday, I was saying that how on earth does, I mean, cause the 208 million that was spent by the gig companies, Lyft, Instacart, Uber, DoorDash, and I don't think Grubhub, it was like another one, but how, how the 208 million that was spent there, how, how are they gonna, uh, I mean, prop, here's how I saw it. Prop 22 mm-hmm. was never even a win for them. 
I when I saw Ooh. Prop 22, I'm like, why do you even want this? Like, because to me, it just seemed like employee. It's like, we'll pay you 120% of minimum wage. We're going to give you benefits. We're going to, you know, you're being subsidized on every order. We're now charging a $2 AB or uh, Prop 22 or AB5, whatever they label that as a line item to all our customers. I just don't see how that was a... Prop 22 doesn't seem like much of a win. It seems as close like a, to a Like business. a lesser of two evils type of thing. But slightly. But yeah, barely, slightly. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just don't. I mean, I get it because that little difference is they'd have to be an actual W two employee. But I still think Uber's losing as much money as they would if they had gone to the to the model. So, the only thing I'll say is that from a when I, when I think about these companies, um, the W two piece of it, I think, is more of the back end, the payroll taxes. That's where I think they're saving their money. The yeah. you know FICA Medicare all the stuff that they would have to contribute outside of the normal pay the other well they do have to do have. benefits okay I didn't okay I was, just, I was somewhat aware of that I didn't know how that exactly worked though yeah I've it's, seen some I mean, it's, talk it's about partial you, you're paying yeah. from what I've heard you're paying about forty percent of a lo- of a low premium because they got a bulk rate from whether it was like Kaiser or whatever in California right and so they already like let's say you had Kaiser. They when they got the bulk rate, they already were going to be able to be able to bring you down twenty percent. But now they're covering sixty percent of the bill down twenty percent. So you'd probably be paying about thirty percent of what you were hmm. if you're working uh, twenty hours or more. It starts getting into all these different like how much do you work, all this. But then it does seem to play out, yeah. dude. I mean, like if I could pay thirty percent of my health insurance that I pay, that would be huge. Because I, I mean, I'm an IC. I don't have it paid for through a company. I pay for it, right. and uh, you know, I've had to over the years instead of paying more. It's really this is sad in America that over the years, I know it's been some tough years though. I've had to like take away some of the perks that I like from my plan. Now mm-hmm. that it's more like a la carte plans, you know, and so like I've had to say I don't need that or. If that happens to me, the deductible could be twenty thousand, not ten. Like I've just had to go in and like tweak all this stuff to be like, all right, now it's the same price it was, but my insurance sucks. Yeah, it's like you have to you have to make <laughs> riskier choices. You have to say, well, I hope this never happens because then I'm gonna have to pay for that. But that's you know, it's only a ten percent chance or a five percent chance it'll ever happen. Yeah, but you're right, just... and you're still paying the same price, but you're getting less coverage. So yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, I mean to like keep just the plan I had would have probably been, I mean, I don't know. I I would have guessed it would have probably gone up about 30% over the past three years, 20%. Yeah, I can only imagine after the, you know, the way things have been going lately to renew that again next year, imagine there's going to be another hike. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it matters either. You might know, but I don't know if it matters. I've been with my insurance for a long time. And I would really hope that when it does go up, I can call them and say, listen, dude, I've been with you for 22 years. Not to say that they go, okay, we won't raise your price, but like they've got to have a way of like working with your old school clients and saying, wait a minute. Well, at the minimum, they should show your, based on all of your claim history and whatnot, they say, okay, they should be able to assess your risk more accurately than somebody who hasn't been with them and say, okay, based on this, 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 we should be able to reduce it. And I would say, you know, if the first person to get on the phone says no, 
it's my call center background. You need to speak to a supervisor. Let me talk to your boss. I, you know, it's so, it's so funny. Unless it's like the littlest nothing. I just say that out of the gate. And then they usually say, what's the problem? And I just say it again. <laughs> I need to speak to a supervisor because I've called too many times and I just know, well, yeah. what's the problem? I just, I need to speak to a supervisor because otherwise I'm going to tell you the whole story and you're not going to be able to do anything for me. And then he's going to get on him. I've told the whole thing again. So can I just have him? Exactly. It's, 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 it's crazy to think that just doing that opens up a whole nother world. <laughs> if you don't get right. to that second level, you just, right. Sometimes they just do small. it too. Like without any more questions, it's like, okay. I think they've been kind of trained that like, Hey, if, if somebody calls and doesn't like that you're in the Philippines and you don't know what Colorado is, it's okay just to kick them to a supervisor. Right. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, okay. So that happened. Um, so the, uh, what was this one? Um, okay. So this is the, yeah, this is from, the National Law Review, it's uh, classifying workers as independent contractors may soon become more cl- complicated. That's from today, July 18th, 2022. Um, so many, uh, you know, I'll just kind of paraphrase this. So many uh, companies are using independent contractors, as we know, part of the workforce model. John pointed out what some of it is, you know, some of the stuff behind. If every company could not, I, I've run companies, if every company could not have a payroll, you're almost guaranteed success. <laughs> <laughs> you just, payroll will kill you. Payroll is the most expensive part of most businesses. Yeah, it's going to just kill you. Um, but it says, according to a Bloomberg Law Review, the Federal Labor Board has agreed to review a decision granting West Coast port truckers the right to form a union, uh, signaling the board will take up the thorny issue of who's an independent contractor and who's an employee. The article notes that the vote count set for July 15th, so that already happened. That just happened. Um, yeah, it's passed. Um, will be postponed and the ballots uh, impounded until the board reaches a decision. And the National Labor uh, Relations Board, NLRB, spokeswoman uh, said all that. And then the article also said Regional Director William Cohen said in his July 13th decision that drivers did count as workers slash employees. So this is what I'm pointing out here is that more and more and more and more people are getting on board with this, even if they weren't before. I mean, and you know, we're only one year into this presidency. I know that, you know, again, I'm not getting political, nothing against the president, but this administration is very gung ho on every, I mean, if one wish they could have would be every, every gig worker becomes a union worker. You know, it's like it's it, it seems to be like that administration, this administration's goal. Let's make them all unions, make sure they're all protected. And I know they have the the heart in the right place of let's make sure they're all protected. But we all know that there's money behind everything. And we don't. And that's what I was thinking, unions. too, is I think the big part of it is the 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 message is they want everybody to be protected. Right. They want everybody to have rights, et cetera. Yeah. But as we were mentioning before, when you make people employees that payroll tax. And so there, there's, a, there's, there's taxes that are going to be collected that makes everybody in the government that they go to the government at essentially at the end of the day. So right. it's, it's, they want people to be protected, but they have their own benefits and their own angles. They're shooting as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I mean, it's just, it's just crazy to me that, you know, like, so like, oh, it was, uh, <laughs> this was actually pretty funny. So I had David from Para on the stream yesterday too. It was a long stream and mm-hmm. I, it was an open stream. And then I had Roy come on and Roy and Roy and uh, David had never met. However, Roy used to not like Para, but he wasn't like a hater. He just didn't want to use it. And uh, David and him get along like super well. David's like, dude, Roy, you are pure fire with your questions. And I was going like, because I love Roy. I love Roy. But I was like, I would expect David to be like, uh, maybe not the first person to, to, uh, you know, like right to go. I love that guy. Because Roy like straight up said, he's like, you know, David's like, you know, I've only done like 200 deliveries and I had to say, yeah, but I work with you. I know that you're looking at deliveries all the time and you're analyzing You're You spend more time looking at DoorDash screenshots than DoorDashers like Flex who are doing it 15 hours a day. So, I mean, it's you're, you're a master in the book. And then that's kind of when Roy jumped in too. And he pulled a Roy and, and David saw it, but he saw it from the good side because it was, uh, hey, David, he's like, you know what? I didn't used to know about your app. Um, I now, after talking to Steve, other people listening to you from time to time, he goes, I do believe that it's all safe or at least like you guys aren't doing anything bad. He said, but, uh, he's, he's like, you know, what I do have to say to people is he's like, why do people, uh, always gotta be on David? You know what? He's out there making all you guys more money, but all you guys do tips and tricks videos every day. And all you can do is just complain, complain, complain while this guy's saving you. I was like, that's like a para ad it should be broke down into a, like a little commercial roy will be roy para <laughs> i can see yeah, that would actually be an effective one and definitely get people's attention say that much yeah i mean it's just but he was making sense too you know it's like you know it's we're i guess we're like what you know para's not working right now you know that everybody knows right. that but the but the thing is is like last year when this happened i was handling stuff on the app when we still had an open chat and we were, and, and the app went down. I was just telling day every day I was, and he had a hundred things on his plate. He was in China. Everything couldn't have been more of a perfect storm. I was like, dude, just take the chat down on the app. Cause I'm just blocking people and like getting into fights every day. So like people, people just do, using it for malicious purposes now. Oh yeah. For support yeah. just to, just to talk trash. Yeah. And it said for ages uh, eight and up on the app store like we changed mm-hmm. it but it did yeah. so like there were people in there using it that i think were like teenagers they were like that doing all kinds together. of nasty stuff because you could create a pair account with a, without a, a, a connecting anything to it okay yeah yeah I see that. you know so it was but anyway so it was just everybody was like you're data stealing you're doing this you're selling my data you're you're doing this you're bad people like that was last year this year, I feel like some of that camp that was like, no way, a pair is bad, they sell things, came over to the app and said, No, I think I'm gonna use it. Like well, it's, while it's been around a long it's been around a year now at this point. Yeah. So people are like, okay, it's not a random fly by night operation. There's faces and names they can put to things. It's a little bit they got a little bit more skin in the game, as they say. Yeah, and it's but it's also that, you know, like uh the people who are hardcore, they're still hardcore. No ways. They'll never touch it. At least they're not screaming data theft anymore and all this other bad. They're just quiet. They're just like, I don't use it. No. Okay. That's fine. Don't, you know, nothing against anybody who doesn't use it. I've always, in fact, that was kind of my thing was I was supposed to talk people out of using it. 
So people are always like, they'd be like, sell me on why I should have para. I'm like, that's not what I do. I'm like, you have to tell me why you want para and I'll tell you if it's a good fit. But if you're going to say it that way, I can almost say it's not a good fit. I mean, that makes sense. You're you're looking for a problem out of the gate. That just reminds me, like, if you were the person that got deactivated for yelling at a customer, you you might be the kind of troll that was like, well, I got deactivated because of para. Well, I mean, it's it's the type of person that has a problem for every solution. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So before we get into these Uber files too much, I was so we were talking about this Amazon Grubhub thing the last couple of weeks, right? This partnership mm-hmm. for Prime. And I found a little article that because we were we were trying to figure out how you could have the Grubhub for a year and not get the auto bill after the year's over for $9.99 a month. Mm-hmm. Because that's by agreeing to it, you're agreeing to as soon as the year is up, you'll pay $9.99 auto pay a month. Now Gary asked and if you turned off auto pay your grubhub plus wouldn't work so if you signed up for the year and then said but turn off auto pay it would say we'll turn it off when you're done because as soon as you turn it off your app won't work or your really membership you know and like and it's i guess it's free i get what they're saying but like if i pay for a year of amazon or if i get the the major league baseball package which i get every year okay so if i get that the second it always makes me be auto pay, but the second I do it, I can go in five minutes later and turn auto pay off. See, yeah, see, most of most of the apps are like that. You know, you sign up for the free trial and you can cancel it, but it'll give it to you until it's over. The only thing I can see that being different is a. You said the auto pay, you can't turn it off until you're. It's technically a twelve month trial versus like a thirty day trial type of thing. So that date right. is so far in advance. The only thing, the only other thing I'll say is that from what I read in the articles is that this, you know, it may happen in a year that it may, you know, they may charge, but I also read that they may reevaluate that whole deal in a year and maybe they'll do another year of um, uh, that free Grubhub Plus with Amazon Prime, depending on how things go, of course, if it still makes sense for Amazon to offer that as part of their Prime memberships. I think um, that it will all, you'll, we'll be able to tell at the end of the year because Uber or or Amazon has a uh, buy-in option at two to fifteen percent. If right. they buy nothing, it's over. <laughs> if they buy two percent, I'm not really sure what they're doing. <laughs> like I didn't even understand why that exists. Why would you want to own two percent of? And so I know the, it's not Grubhub; it's Just Eat. But so the way I understood it was a little different. That they already own the two percent, but then the option to go to fifteen percent. Oh, like they're they're based on the two percent. Yeah, because I think, and so what the way I understood it is that that's up to going up to that 15% depends on how many people Amazon gets to sign up for Grubhub Plus. Um, But I think somewhere in the background, of course, if Amazon gets 15, you know, we'll say 50 million or 15 million or basically gets enough market share to really compete with DoorDash through this membership, and, you know, those Amazon Prime members are ordering. Uh, Amazon is probably going to negotiate how much that extra thirteen percent is going to cost them. It's not going to be the it's not going to be the price they initially went for. They're going to get a steep discount on that extra thirteen percent to go up to that fifteen percent. Because yeah. I'll tell you what, Grubhub won't want is Amazon saying, "Okay, well, we're just going to cut this all off. Good luck trying to keep those customers." Yeah, exactly. Um, I was looking at this comment. I'm trying to figure out where. So I think that was in relation to the government wanting to um, 
basically make independent contractors employees. Okay, because I uh, I just wanted to make sure. So, uh, um, if that's if that's not right, uh, let let us know. Because I if it's a union question that you think is related to um, para or anything else I was talking about, I, I just want to bring clarity to that. But if it was uh, what John just said, then it's all good. <laughs> so here's Gary's comment: They have the option to buy two percent, but up to fifteen, depending on the signups. But see, again, I'm all confused. So here's what I'm looking at now, though. There was like just a couple wordings in here I wanted to bring up that I thought were weird. So what is included in the Grubhub Plus perk? So Prime members who opt in will get a free one-year subscription to Grubhub Plus, the food delivery services monthly membership program. That's a deal at $9.99 a month, $120 a year. With Grubhub Plus, you get unlimited free delivery on $12 or more orders at participating restaurants. Now, I want to know which is because remember, Grubhub just like burned every restaurant in New York City not long ago. Free lunch. You know, it's like when they do things, they burn the restaurants. So I want to know where's the list of the participating restaurants? So I'm guessing that's kind of like how within any of these apps, whether it be with DoorDash or Uber Eats, there's like the big chain restaurants like McDonald's, Chipotle, those big restaurants that they have the contracts with where they're like, uh, we have an agreement for free delivery on those places. I think that's what that includes versus your local mom and pops where they're they're not quite there yet to give free delivery out. So maybe it's a reduced cost. You know, a lot of the nicer restaurants, of, you know, so, say the Thai places around me, you still have the two ninety nine delivery fee, even if you do have like Dash Pass or uh, whatever so, the subscription services. So it's, it's okay. So it's not free, a eh? <laughs> and. Why is the buck being passed to the restaurants? I thought I thought Amazon and Grubhub were trying a deal out here to see if it was going to work and giving you a free subscription. So I, I don't necessarily think it's um, so I, I think it's more of the case that that's kind of the the standard right now. You know, some things are free, some things you got to pay for delivery. Even with you know the other places, they don't give you the free delivery on every restaurant. Sure. I think the biggest benefit is more so I don't really think it's so I think there's two big benefits technically. Number one for the customer side, just the um, if you're paying ten dollars a month for that, whatever subscription now you're getting it for free. So it's just that savings, the $120 a year value. Now from the customers, I'm sorry, from the restaurant perspective, there's potential value in getting more customers. Of course, we know how those margins and all those different things happen on the back end. So that's why I say potential value. Um, but even then, you know, there's a place, there's a lot of a lot of instances of customers saying, hey, I might order through this restaurant the first time or discover them through an app. But in the future, I'm going to go directly to that restaurant because, hey, I know how much fees, you know, Grubhub takes from Joe, Joe Popper, you know, Mama Schmo. And so instead of going through, you know, the app in the future, then, okay, I've discovered this new restaurant. Now I'll go support them by calling them directly, going to their website, or even going to eating there in person. And if this deal with Grubhub doesn't work out, they can still keep those customers in the sense that, hey, um, now that things are opening back up or opened back up, hey, I'm still going to go to this restaurant in person. So I think there's potential for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but still, you know, we, we know that these delivery apps, they, they take a hefty cut from these restaurants. So it's, it's, 
it's a it's a price that they pay to get that exposure. Yeah, we've had a couple of ideas floated on why this happened this week. Like, why did Amazon team up with Grubhub? Because so many times we've talked about Grubhub is really only worth their database. Yeah. Their value is really only their database. If if maybe not, I mean, I'm not kidding. I would probably guess 5% is other assets you might be able to find. But really, it's their database and, and their coding and everything. Amazon is leaps and bounds and planets ahead of them with a database. They don't need their database. There's a lot of logistics, their database. Yeah. Yeah. But then, and Grubhub is the most, I don't want to call them the worst because in different markets, different things, but Grubhub is the worst performing food well, delivery app. Well, so I would say did, that, that's why Amazon, that's why it only made sense from an investment point is because they're probably the cheapest one to buy. DoorDash yeah. is going to be expensive. Uber oh, well, be expensive. What, I guess what I guess my question is: if ninety ninety five percent of your business is a database, Amazon has a bigger database than anybody. Why wouldn't they just start Prime Delivery? <laughs> kind of like they right. do with Whole Foods, but you know, like why wouldn't you just start it off yours and not have a separate thing? Like, okay, now through here you can get Grubhub because a lot of people have a bad taste about Grubhub. Like, why is Amazon giving us Grubhub for free? I use yeah. DoorDash or I use, you know, it's like. It's probably uh, cheaper to, re- I think it's cost. I think it's, you know, cheaper to not have to reinvent the wheel. And maybe yeah. Amazon is like, hey, if this works out, then we'll really take on DoorDash. Because we know DoorDash is trying to compete with Amazon from their perspective. They started yeah. out with food. Now they're, they're trying to get into packages. They're trying to get into, uh, basically, uh, they're trying to step on Amazon's toes in a lot of different areas. And yeah. maybe Amazon is like, yeah, let's let's see how this works. And. You know, if this works successfully, then we can decimate DoorDash a year from now. Yeah. That's my thoughts. I guess I, I if I if I if one piece of this could be revealed to me, I would want to if I could see in this inside the head or the brain and the workings of one person or like one side of it, I would want to see in the the planning operations division of Amazon what they see coming from this. Cause no matter how many times I do that in my head, and I know you're analytical too. No matter how many times I do that, I just I just don't come up with a lot of bonuses that they get. So I'll put it this way. I, I see it as a low risk potential. Well, it's basically the low risk because I think if it goes bad. Almost no they, risk. They, yeah, they don't really lose anything. So I think it's more of the low risk potential <laughs> upside. Uh, now, once again, what is that exact upside for Amazon or in Amazon's eyes? I mean, even looking at like DoorDash, I don't think DoorDash is profitable. It's not profitable. Let me say I don't think. I know DoorDash is not profitable. I mean, other than trying to roll that Grubhub business into them. But even then, like I said, I think the upside is limited regardless. Yeah. I think the risk is low, but I think the upside is limited regardless. Yeah. The other thing that we floated out there this week was that maybe Grubhub, and I mean, this this wouldn't even be a long shot. I can see this very much, is that maybe Grubhub was on the verge of getting ready to expand to delivery, like groceries, um, you know, more grocery space than food. And maybe Amazon saw that as like, well, we have Whole Foods, but we really don't have that. Like, let's take Grubhub, ours, and see if like over the year, what can you do? Yeah, I can see that. I know. Because gro- groceries is going to have to come into the play space. It can't just be Whole Foods and food delivery from fast food. Right. 
And GrabFood doesn't have grocery delivery right now. No, well, Whole Foods. Well, I mean that. I mean, but considering in comparison to the other ones, you know, they, Whole Foods is just that one uh, grocer versus like a New Breeds. I can get a, a fry. Well, not fries, but like a, a Safeway. Let me say that again. On DoorDash, I can get a Safeway. I've seen Target orders. I've seen you know yeah. multiple, which kind of gets into a whole nother thing because. You know, initially I thought, okay, now if they take Grubhub into that grocery market space, are they competing with themselves with Whole Foods? But not really, because I don't think a Whole Food customer, a consistent Whole Foods customer, is really shopping at all those other stores. No, but you said something funny, like I can go to a Target. Yeah, but if you're in the Amazon app, it's going to be cheaper through them. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so then, you're already there ordering food. You're like, I got to go to Target though. I'll just look it up. Wow, it's cheaper. I'll buy it there. And you know, especially in a lot of cities across the U.S., same day delivery as well. So you don't gotta, you don't gotta yeah. even get dressed. Yeah. So here was the the second thing says it's a three part it says when you uh, when can you order Grubhub through Amazon Prime? So now, as of July sixth, when Amazon announced the news, Grubhub started processing orders from Prime members. They do so weird at wording this as a Prime member. I was able to sign into my Grubhub account, link it to Amazon, and test out the service immediately by ordering some food. Now, here's what here's what it says on how can Prime members activate Grubhub Plus. It's got five steps. To start using Amazon Prime Grubhub Plus, um, you can go to amazon.com backslash Grubhub, or you can sign into your Amazon account. Click on the Activate Free Grubhub Plus Sign up or sign in uh, to your Grubhub account. Give Grubhub access to your Prime account. That one weirds me out. That way, because you you because Prime needs access to your Grubhub account. Grubhub does not need access to your Prime. I think it's so, especially since they're having you do it. Well, especially since they're having like activate your free Grubhub Plus in, after you sign into your Grubhub. So they're telling you to do all this offsite on their app, but then they're like, also allow us to see all your data with Prime. I think, uh, so I think it's worded that way, but I think it's probably more so that Grubhub knows, did you cancel your Prime account at some point and still try to have that Grubhub uh, Plus access? I think it's just validating. Now, oh, I could be see, wrong. I, I was just validating my, that my concern lot. was like, what access? You know, like, do they have access to see how much users, like, maybe not exact items, or are they seeing how much users are spending in markets or areas or whatever? You know see, what I, I mean? Like, I don't see the benefit for Grubhub for that I because mean, they would know to target those areas where people spend a lot of Prime money. I think it'd be the other way around. Like you, as you said before, like uh, Amazon want to have access into your Grubhub account because they want to know the where the fast food spending is happening, and then maybe run different promotions based on that type of stuff. Yeah, um, I, mean, I know. I know Gary's in here. Gary, if you got a uh, if you got an answer to that one, <laughs> I'd love to hear it. Um, but so yeah, here's where it says final thoughts. If you activate your Grubhub Plus membership for Prime. You should know that after the year is over, you'll be charged a recurring fee of $9.99 a month unless you cancel the food delivery subscription. If you decide you'll no longer want the service after the free year, you can do what I do and add a rem- reminder to your phone's calendar to have you 
to tell you to cancel the subscription right before the fee kicks in. That's the kind of stuff I hate. I am like a big opposition guy to auto renew unless mm. you choose it. The default auto renew, I think those people should. I don't even know. <laughs> those people are criminals in my book because I know like grandparents and stuff get stuck into that kind of stuff all the time. And then like a year afterwards, some family member catches it on a bill. And they're like, what are you paying this for? Oh, I don't know. That was supposed to be free. Oh, when did you do it? Two years ago. You got a year free. Now you've been paying for it. And I just, you know, that's a concern of mine is like, you know, how much of this are you hoping? Like, are you thinking like, wow, there's a lot of people on Prime. I wonder how many will forget to cancel it. Oh, they're definitely. That's definitely a calculation. <laughs> I mean, that's why gift cards are the biggest, I won't say scam, but like a uh, stores love when you buy a gift card because they get your money and who knows if you ever get anything back from them. Yeah, right. Um. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's that with the Amazon thing, guys. Uh um, I'm just going to say this real quick because I think it's hilarious. And if you guys know me and all, especially um, mainly before I was on YouTube, when I was running the podcast on the website, I've been talking about this for years, this EV to all the vertical takeoff and landing vehicles that Uber had and sold to Yandex. And then they had to buy it back and then they sold it to Jobby Air. Well, now Jobby Air is stating that uh, they just applied for their UK certification to be able to uh, fly these death traps in Europe. And they're a California-based company, Jobby Aviation. So obviously, we know they're not going to let them do it here. But they're, and it's not, it's not done, but they're, they're actually applying. Usually, if you're applying, you have a good chance of getting it because um, it's very expensive to apply for these type of things. And even if you don't get it, so... Um, but this is just another joke to me. I, I just, I, I, I can't get over the wasted money. And I always get, I used to get really mad at Uber for this stuff. But even here they say the very first sentence, Uber backed Jobby Aviation. Okay, Uber owns like a half a percent of Jobby because they were in eVTOL losing so much money that they almost had to give it away. You know, it's, I don't know. I just, I just don't get it. And I don't get why all this money keeps being spent at these things. You know, it's like, you know, like we, we have air force pilots certifying that there are UFOs and we're worried about a four propeller helicopter. Well, I guess my question is like, what's supposed <laughs> to be the benefit of this thing? It can vertically take off and land because and how, that help anybody do it. Well, the original Uber plan was that when they started in San Francisco, every other building at least was going to have a VTOL pad on the top. And I thought, what? You know how those roofs on San Francisco look? They're like broken, like AC units and like... like what are you on, a, on a slope? <laughs> like, what are you going to do, dude? Are you serious? Like maybe... Here's how I saw it. Maybe the airport in like one building would do it. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's you, uh... You'd be able to get from the airport to like right downtown on top of a building five minutes faster, 10 minutes faster than in a car. I don't know. But the whole technology sector there, if you saw if you see what they waste in this money, it's unbelievable. And the fact that, you know, I don't know. I whenever I see things like these, even before the pandemic, I used to get mad, but now I get really mad. Like there's so many things that need to be done in this world, not just this space, not just our jobs, but in this world. And I just hate seeing this stuff. Like, you know, like it just well, makes me no want an alien to come down and just mind. like 
laser it all out. Just, <laughs> just go. Yeah, start over, guys. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's, I see no practical, no practical need, application, usage at all. Yeah. But it's a thing. I mean, there's there's Jobby's not the only one. There's like 15 big companies dumping millions and millions into the space. Um, to me, when I even look at it, I don't even get excited. When I look at the vehicles, I'm like, well, it it, it looks it looks dumb to me. First of all, it doesn't it look does. like you can carry many people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's huge. It's got four propellers. It's I don't know. It looks like a horror. It looks like a. It, it, it looks like it wastes more than it saves. Honestly, it looks like a really bad helicopter. Right. I'd rather take a helicopter. I mean, they can I, vertical take off. You, you couldn't find something. You couldn't make something electric with less motors. I don't. I don't understand. It's like with, with only two, three. You don't need you need six, really. Yeah. So then it moves. Okay. So then we move into the Uber files. So the Uber files, if the funny thing is, I don't know if you caught this, John, I was talking about this, I think last Thursday is that the Uber files came out or maybe it was this, I don't remember what it was, but, um, and it's 24,000 or 27,000 documents and all this stuff. And they're like, oh my gosh, look at what we've found. And Uber Lyft drivers, my website that's been going, it's in its sixth year now, has every story that was released in those 24,000 documents. I mean, other than like maybe one or two, like let's say there's a hundred like, whoa, like blow your mind type things. 98 of them are on my website in articles from four or five years ago. And we were talking about how like, wow, dude, it took a TV show for people to go, wait, is this real? (laughs) That the HBO TV show, the one about Uber? Yeah, the Super Pumped. Super Pumped, yeah. I remember seeing the advertisement for that. I never watched it, but I kind of got a, between the advertisements and, the headlines about this kind of kind of figured out what was happening there. I uh, it's it's a limited series. It's seven episodes, so it's like you know each one's like fifty minutes. So I would highly recommend. It's on Showtime. If you have the access, I would highly recommend I watching it. I definitely will have to check that out, dude. I would I would watch it because I was writing on all that stuff all during that time, and I was driving for Uber and all this, and it is so spot on. I mean, yeah, it seems like if you're watching it and you've never been involved with these companies, you'd be like, what? Can't be this bad. This is just overplayed. But it is that bad. It is that bad. Um, So, yeah. So in the Uber files and then some other things came out. I don't know if you guys saw this. I don't know if any of you are familiar with what the National Bureau of Economic Research is. John, are you? The NBER? Um, not, no, I'm not. So it's a it's a publication that businesses think is the publication like this is what's going to tell me real news no bs it's going to give me the lowdown on companies well um alan alan uh, kruger who was the former uh uh chair of the white house council of economic advisors um uh, was revealed last week to have been paid by uber as as quote part of a production line of political ammunition that could be fed to politicians and the media. In the words of the Guardian, investigate uh, investigative reporter uh, Felicity Lawrence. So basically, Uber gave uh, Alan Kruger, oh, what is it? Gave him $100,000 to write, to author the perspective on Uber that he's supposed to be straight up about 
they they were they paid him the money to write it how they wanted it written. Yeah, I mean, like right here, it says. I like, read uh, that. Yeah, the yeah. the you know, like um, to basically take a document that's supposed to be impartial, that's yeah. absolutely not impartial. Yeah, I mean, pretty much take away his integrity too. Pretty much. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, it says for so for context, it says you know more uh, the NBER is more than a century old. It's one of the most. Uh, it, it it it. I mean. They don't put out a lot of stuff. So when they do, um, and it's it's mostly funded by U.S. government agencies, uh, but also has a broad range of corporations and foundations. Usually, that's a good sign to people. If like that's like, wait, that's not good. That is a good sign. If they if the U.S. government, corporations, and foundations find one thing that they agree on can be a good basis of judgment, that is a really good that that's like, I mean, that's like bringing peace to the world. <laughs> in the corporate world, you know, cause it doesn't happen. But so that's how they view this. And I mean, I guess you, we all need to view it like that. Like this is like the sanctity of media and stuff. And, and it doesn't even publish often, but when it does, it's right. And Uber paid Kruger a hundred thousand dollars for the controversial, uh, 2016 study, which had been cited by 981 scholarly articles to date, a payment of that uh, magnitude is quote unquote, uh, is not trivial and is relevant. Yeah, yeah, I it agree. is. I mean, absolutely, dude. I mean, easy conflict of interest right there. Big, big time, big time. And then right behind that, from today as well, I see that, and I've seen a couple of these, but this is, uh, if you don't know, if if you guys know the uh, Rosen Law Firm, um, they're kind of. Uh, they're they're kind of famous for winning class action suits. And if if you're not familiar with class action suits, they're usually not worth your time. They're, I don't mean to be mean, but you're usually going to get like a dollar sixty one in like ten years, you know, by the time it's all said and done. But these guys are known for winning big ones. So Rosen, uh, skilled investor counsel, encourages Uber Technologies investors with losses to inquire about securities class action investigation. So if you lost money in Uber as an early investor, they're taking you on a, on a class action because of the Uber leak from last week. Mm. Now that's where it gets interesting. Real interesting. Because they, they're not going to be, if this kind of class action passed, this isn't for like the people like us who invested 10, 20, 50, 100 bucks. This is for the people who were in it for five years put millions in, got screwed, didn't get their place in line to get out early enough and actually mm -hmm. lost money. But some of that was pre-decided. So now they're going to do this. So it's like a class action for millionaires, though. I don't even think I've ever seen anything like that. Usually a class action is for blue collar or below. That's right. just what it is. But this is a class action that's going to be for investors and pissed off people. Um. Again, yeah, all be this... because that means that, you know, there is, you know, especially if they're talking about what the payments are going to be, you know, how much the, the the pain and suffering, for lack of better terms, that could yeah. be pretty big. It could be pretty big. The money going in was pretty big. So the money coming out would be, you know, similarly sized. You would guess. And I would imagine they'd penalize them. I would yeah. imagine they'd, Computed I mean, be court, court fees. They'd have to pay the lawyer fees on the other side. Um and these are not, I mean, this isn't like, uh, 
you know, like I get in a car accident, we disagree on it. And the person that I got in the accident with and I hire, hire some lawyer, you know, this is 500 lawyers on each side. It's going to be pricey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and then Uber, another thing. So again, when was this? Uh, today, Uber loses lawsuit to avoid collective labor agreement. So, you know, they've been fighting for that forever where you can't disagree with their terms of service unless it's a collective thing. Mm -hmm. And even that isn't allowed because there's no unions and we don't want unions. But now they just lost the article or they just lost the lawsuit. And um, you are going to be able to go after them uh, regardless of your TOS agreement. So, I mean, well, you you won't win necessarily, but you're going to have the right to go and plead your case if you it's not want. not an automatic arbitration type of thing anymore. Right. And I, I'm sure, you know, I've said this time and time again, Uber is in, in bed with so many cities and so many things that it makes, I mean, look at Maricopa County where you are. We were talking about that autonomous debt. They send it to the county next door. You know, they were like, well, you know, we do a lot of business with Maricopa. I don't care if you do business with Maricopa. It should, the, the, the hearing should have been held there. Yeah. So you know, I didn't realize that. So they sent it to another county saying that basically there is a conflict of interest almost with this one. Yeah. And they, and it was a very small county just east of you and east of Scottsdale, like that had a or population. Like a Benal, county or something. Or something, something yeah. but it had a population that was just, re, I mean, thou, just thousands. And basically they were like put in this position of like, they got funding from Maricopa County for things, but they had to give this outcome and they gave the outcome and the outcome just allowed it to go back to Maricopa County and be prosecuted. So Maricopa County was like, we can't get involved with this because we're on the side of the people of Maricopa County, but we're also on the side, but we also are in bed with Uber. We'll hand it over to these people. Everybody thought, everybody thought it was weird. They handed it over to them. They said, yeah, we find uh, we find the driver was at fault, which wasn't enough to make it done, but it was enough to hand it back to Maricopa and go, yeah, she's guilty. And then they were able to say, okay, now we don't have a conflict of interest. And I was like, what? Uh, kind of like pointing the finger. Like, oh, we didn't say it. We're just the messenger. Yeah. Or like, we're going to have them make sure you were at fault. If, the, if you are, we're going to take you to town. Like, why don't you let Uber deal with this? She's got her own claims to go against them. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's just so much coming out right now because of that leak. And again, that leak has been available to find all that stuff for five years. But because it came out, this is what it is. I mean, Uber will pay $2 million. This is today. Uber will pay $2 million to disabled riders after federal settlement because they, uh, um, Regulators say the company's weight fee system uh, discriminated against disabled users. I've re- I've heard about that one, and that's uh, so that's yeah. two million dollars that they have to pay, and, and it's just the PR too. I mean, like the eighty. You want to be on the bad side of the ADA? <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, like, what you got? You guys help out the handicap? No, no, we don't. We don't provide service to the handicap. I mean, like, this is not good. This. <laughs> I mean, even even this one, kind of reading about this article, it almost the way that it words out is almost like a class action in the sense that they say uh, Uber will credit double the total weight fees issued to 65,000 disabled riders already identified by Uber's programs and commit more than two millions to funds for other affected individuals. It's basically yeah. a multiple 65,000 is basically a class. 
And uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of money going out. So it's not saying that they lost a class action, but in uh, it's, it's a lot of in a lot of ways, it's very similar to it. Right, and it's you see that where it says as part of the agreement, Uber will do, uh, credit credit double the total wait mm-hmm. times. Okay, so there's another there's more suits coming behind this from the ADA too. I mean, I know there's tons coming from all kinds of places, but there's going to be more from the ADA. They're not done with Uber yet. No, no, I can just yeah. tell, you know, it's like if you're going after him for two million, you're going to start going after him for, you know, why don't you have a car within five miles of every person, every location that can handle disabled? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Uber's going to have to they're going to have to change their their almost their uh, I don't want to say their offerings, but the way that they're structured in a sense that okay you know we have a lot of different uber rides you got the xl the luxury and all that type of stuff but yeah they're gonna have to consider it like normal like almost like normal jobs do if you had a normal job a normal company they got to consider ada implications they got to make sure everything's <laughs> ada compliant absolutely i mean dude even down to like i owned a bar for a while even down to like a bump coming into your bar for the for water seal and stuff you gotta mm-hmm. i mean if they if they get one complaint they probably don't overlook it forever but if they get one complaint they'll come and make you put a bridge on that mm. yeah i mean they don't screw around the ada will show up the next day after a complaint and go why is this here yeah. or why isn't this here put this here now um but okay so then also in the uber league so this is from the 13th so this is when the uber league happened but Uber faces suit from women alleging sexual assault by drivers. We've known this for a long time. Um, but, you know, now we've got how many are in this one? I can't remember. It's uh, 550 clients. Uber's, Uber's going to be paying a lot of people for a while. Well, and I mean, Anthony Lewandowski stealing secrets from Alphabet, Waymo, Google on the LIDAR and then hiring into Uber and handing it to him his first day of work. I remember you mentioning that before. We, I think we talked yeah, about dude, that and then, different and then he gets yeah. And he gets sentenced to prison, not white collar. Oh, I'm going to play golf prison. He gets sentenced to prison because they're really pissed about this. They're trying to make a big deal. And Trump pardons him. He doesn't spend one minute in prison. It's just, I mean, it's just like, again, I, I can talk about all the problems of all the apps, but it is amazing to me the the laundry list of the Uber problems. Well, I think if you think about Uber too as an app, it's it's two, multiple things. Number one, they've been around; they've been one of the around for a while, so they've had their you know uh, they've had time to get into trouble. Obviously, the people that were working for Uber and the higher ups they were troublemakers; they're doing illegal things. And on top of that. They got their fingers in so many jars. They got, you know, the, obviously the rideshare piece. Uh, you know, a lot of these are all related to the rideshare, but you can imagine there's probably some things that we just haven't heard of are related to the grocery, not grocery, but related to the food delivery side of things. So yeah. they, they they got their they're spread thin and they're not doing it uh, with integrity. So, yeah, you know, those things are going to come to light. You know, the fan is starting to, to hit right now. Well, I guess then, I guess so. My biggest question of tonight then is because I've asked this before, I've had varying answers. I think I've even asked you, but I honestly am going to say I don't remember your answers. Is Uber too big to fail? <laughs> I don't. Th- so, only reason I will say no, I think we have to answer this. And before I think, let me rephrase that. 
when they say to fail, will Uber always exist? I don't know, but I'll say, will they potentially have the potential to get bought out by other owners, ownership? Now, that's where I think that's, you know, how you describe that. Is it failing if, say, instead of, you know, um, Uber being owned by Uber, say, McDonald's and, you know, food companies buy a big portion of it and then Lyft buys another portion of it and it still exists, but it's just not the same ownership. Right. That's what I think being the future of it. But now that I think about that even more with Amazon getting into Grubhub, if they failed, they have people that would fill the void. Obviously, Lyft would fill that void for the rideshare side. Um, right. DoorDash and Grubhub would fill that void from the food side. So they're not too big to the fail in the sense that, you know, if they failed, people would have a place to go. So that's kind of yeah, it's kind of long-winded answer. You know, I used to have the answer of, I hate to say it, and most companies don't. Most Any company can fail. But I used to say about Uber that they are getting too big to fail because of some of the tricks they do, giving free rides to people, doing this, working with communities, doing this, that, the other, anything to help out cities and stuff. And they're global. They're the only true global one. But then you got like uh, Just Eat who bought Grubhub that's over in Europe. So if Grubhub, they can turn around in the United States, then Just Eat is a bigger player than we thought. Um, you know, like Lyft, is Lyft too big to fail? No, I, I'm surprised Lyft isn't turning off the power and handing in the keys right now as we're speaking. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even understand how that company operates. Um, I know they've lost tons and then they start claiming that they're not losing as much or they even might make money. And I'm like, where? You don't do anything except for rides and all of them are down. Well, that's the other thing that's kind of interesting. You said all they do is rides and it's, you know, for a long time, people say you don't like Uber. Don't do Uber. They're the the evil ride share. Go Lyft. Yeah. And um, for a long time, Uber was cheaper. And nowadays, Lyft is cheaper. So, you know, I think Uber can fail. But the, the one thing you mentioned, them being global, that's the scary part because that's when, you know, I may be wrong. You know, yeah. Can a global corporation really fail? They can rebrand, they can, you know, be under new ownership, but ultimately fail and be gone with the wind. You're yeah. right. They might they might be too big to be totally gone. I would agree with that from that global perspective. Yeah. I mean, I just you know, I mean, I guess the one good thing is that a lot of countries hate them. <laughs> so it's not like they're global and everybody's in love with them. A lot of countries are like, get out of here, and they're like, no. <laughs> like, you know, they're just holding their ground saying no we're gonna stay <laughs> yeah, i mean if they left who would they replace them with yeah i mean it's it'd be a tall task for any single company to replace it you know what though but there was one place in the world that told uber to beat it and what the first time it didn't work they tried to come back but then they did it again and they did it in protests with taxis and everything else and it actually worked they got uber out of there and uber has no urge to go back and the taxis are back in business where's that is at? uh is spain oh, i didn't know that i don't know if it's everywhere in spain i know barcelona i know that uh i mean barcelona did what the truckers in california are doing they blocked all the roads so you couldn't drive to work you couldn't do anything they said no they blocked around the hotel entrances so you couldn't get in. So they went they went to the wall and said, no, no, this is not. We're not going to have these private hire cars just pulling in front of us. You know, uh, especially because they're not private hire. 
You know, they haven't been rented in advance. They're just somebody in an app going. It's just me and you going to try and make some extra money. Yeah. But they got them out of there. You know, they went there once. They told them to beat it. They offered them money and they told them to beat it. They left and then they did what they always do. And Uber came back and just started operating without telling them. And the second time the taxis took to the streets and the government got on board very quickly. Um, I would imagine there's other countries like that too. And plus there's Didi, there's Ola, there's other ride shares out on that side of the, of the globe. Mm-hmm. So we've got food share. We've got, you know, our food delivery companies here in Europe, they got Deliveroo and uh, they got uh, just, I've heard of them. yeah. And they've got uh, another one that I'm thinking of. Um, I can't remember it, but so there, there seems to be enough and they're big ones all over that, could take up the market, but it's, it is still just Uber that when you think of Uber, you think of, Oh, they're in the whole, they're on the whole globe. Yeah, it's kind of like Any of the other of, you companies know, burgers, you mentioned, you it's like, of, well, where are they? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you think of burgers, like McDonald's, maybe Burger King, but I mean, it's like I said, that market share being around the globe. I mean, there's a lot of small players yeah, they could get in there too, but will there ever be enough? That's, that's the eternal question. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was really the, the beef. I had a couple other articles if we wanted to hit into them, but, uh, um, you know, there was, there's a, there's a couple and they're all, by the way, they're all on uberliftdrivers.com in an article posted today, the 18th. Um, so you can find all the links, even of the ones we didn't get into, like there's 12 recession proof businesses. And I thought this was kind of funny because when you first start scrolling down, it's like consulting. Okay. And then the next one, freelancing. Okay. Well, nope. States are outlawing that. That's actually illegal to do. So that's freelancing. Really, yeah. Yeah. That's not recession proof. That's actually an illegal job in many places. Well, you get fourth on that list gig work, which uh, I would, uh, yeah, on, that, that's online, online marketing. That's that's all the people on AB five too. So no, that's not true. Gig work? Nope, not true. As soon as Prop twenty two goes away, that's not true. Um, Home repair and auto repair. I will give them that. You yeah. know, people will but need online their cars resale, and houses repaired. Online reselling. Be careful because now it's not nineteen thousand dollars. It's six hundred for the threshold. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, I didn't know about the six hundred dollars threshold. I wasn't aware that it was nineteen thousand previously. Yeah, nineteen thousand. They decided that you know, it was, if you spend over nineteen thousand, you need to tell us about it. But now they're like, we don't trust you at all. If you spend over six hundred, you got to tell us about it. <laughs> it's like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, if I have a garage sale, and I guess I gotta like claim the items that were over six hundred. That I wouldn't. I yeah, would. I'm not gonna. I made five ninety five. That's how much I made at the garage sale. Five ninety five. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, then there's the, um, this is actually, there's a good article in there too. If people want to read it, um, real time digital, uh, disbursements, uh, boost long-term loyalty among gig workers. This actually is a really good article to read you guys, because it talks about how even non gig working world, like because of inflation and everything else and not trusting companies even. So it goes beyond people are wanting a system where they're paid daily no matter what they're doing in life. They don't want to have these long outs anymore to get paid. They want to have options to get money that day for that day's work, no matter what they're doing. Yeah. So the interesting, they mentioned that at a, at a job I previously had and um, 
was my first job out of college, as a matter of fact. They paid weekly. And there were so many people that, you know, this is the only job I've ever had, they paid weekly. And so many people would say, oh, man, I love this job. And, you know, I love getting paid weekly. And they leave it and they're like, man, I'm just getting paid weekly. And they didn't realize until I think maybe a year or two later that that's one of the selling points of the job where people do get, you know, uh, new hires was, hey, you get paid weekly. People are like, really? And then so, yeah, it yeah. changes people's mindset. When they get paid weekly, it's that dopamine hit. It's that every Friday, you know, it's coming. I'm getting paid. Yeah, we were, we were, Monday. we were running some tests at Para about, and I put up a poll asking people on, on YouTube. I asked people if, um, if like all the platforms you work in a day, you're multi-apping. If it's, you know, 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. at no charge to you, you could have all of your money from the day collected and put into your bank. Would you want that? And it, and a lot of people were like, no, dude, nobody's going to nobody's gonna want that. And it was like 84% wanted it out of like uh, 90 votes. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing, if people, if people could transfer their earnings every day without getting charged those fees, they would. Yeah. Because, I mean, especially now, dude, people don't want anybody holding their money until it's paycheck time. Exactly. Because things yeah, are just yeah. more money. So you're, what you lived on before might not get you by. And I mean, you might argue that, well, being paid more often isn't going to help you. Well, yeah, it does. Because you're just going to... It's it's like learning to take more shops to the grocery store before the pandemic. You would save money if you went to the grocery store three times a week as opposed to once big. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't get that. Like well, they're you, like, I don't, I don't get it. You, you it's shop like, differently because you, if you're yeah. just looking to pick up, okay, what you need for the next three days, yeah, um, yeah, and you're gonna make the things that you already have on hand last a little bit longer. I think yeah. the other thing that people don't realize is that sometimes uh, a bill comes up, and you know, and people they pay that thing thinking, okay, I'm just gonna wait until this is past due, and then I'm gonna pay that, and then you get these fees, and then they get buried and. You know what was uh you know your bills your budget was fifteen hundred a month and all of a sudden it becomes sixteen hundred a month because you're paying fee after fee. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. Um, well, uh, let me. I'm going to check in chat here real quick, but that's about all I had this week. And I see that I just ran over a little bit, but I also saw that uh, on Sunday we had a guy join us, um, and I saw he was in here in the chat. Uh, his name is Sean, and he drives uh, a semi. And he joined into the stream. And uh, Sean, I, I I'm not seeing it through. Uh, Sean trucking with B with BS, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I saw that I, I I think I made you a mod, or I did make you a mod. I'm not seeing the screen though. So hopefully you've got a mod handle. And uh, yeah, if you ever want to join into other streams on Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's an organized thing. But like any of the other streams, always jump in. I like I like that you jumped in the other. Uh, the other day because it, it was it was fun talking to you i like talking to truckers a lot because i've written some articles and um so what's oh what's up cruising dasher what's up uh sean what's up rodney what's up pull my gig what's up holly what's up omer what up flex um and rodney and yeah i think that's about it uh what's up to everybody i know i see yeah. uh chris taylor dasher pass i mean all the people that you basically said out what's up to I see you yeah. as well. I see you guys as well. Yeah. I just don't so, want to be a parrot. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, I want to thank John for joining me today. And, I mean, I, I, I love having John on. I, I don't even know. I think it's like fourth time now. 
I think, <laughs> really I, think uh, I eventually you know, stop forth. being a guest. You have to put my name in the yeah. with Steve and John. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, yeah, he's becoming like uh, he he just I I feel good when he's coming on because I know he knows just how to jump right in and we've got a groove yeah. going. Um, I do want to ask everybody here to a check out John's channel if you're not subscribed to it, like some videos, do some stuff. Um, also, do that with my channel. <laughs> Yes, hit like, already hit like on this video and exactly. hit subscribe. Hit up. <laughs> and uh, um, also, guys, don't forget to uh, sign up for any uh, rodeo endorsed apps. So I don't, you know, you guys know I don't put an app in there unless I believe in it. Um, have used it. Know that it's it's not going to cause you problems. Know they're not doing anything crazy. And I only have really one on there that is an app to make money. So I'll just go through the list. So the endorsed ones that are in my show notes are Moves, Solo, Gary'sApps.com, which is also middle, which is also MiddletonTech.com, which is the driver utility helper, duh, Maximo, and uh, Flex Alert. So you can just now, instead of all that other stuff, you can just go to Gary'sApps.com. And I also co-sign Gary's Apps as well as the... Uh, Pretty much a long time duh user, Maximo user as well. I, I use them every day. Every time, well, I'll say I use them every day because I'm doing uh, grocery shopping. But every day I do food delivery, I use those apps. I'll put it that way. I'm so, I'm shocked. If you if you if the only reason if you tell if you were to tell me, oh yeah, I don't use Gary's apps, but I have an iPhone. But see, about the only reason I'd like let you off the hook because if you have an Android and you're not using Gary's apps, I don't get it. Because this <laughs> no, be, no, I'm saying because like, why would oh, yeah. you not use it when you can like literally set parameters on a daily basis and really get deep too, but have parameters that I'm just not going very far. Or I don't want to, I mean, oh, anything you do. just totally don't want, that. you can, I mean, it just makes no sense to me. Well, to that, on top of that, just the auto decline in itself is worth the price of admission to me. I mean, yeah. when I forget to turn that on, I'm like, why do I have to hit so many buttons? This is so annoying, especially when I'm running multiple apps. I got yeah. Uber Eats pinging me and trying to decline that. Grubhub yeah. pinging me in the background, trying to decline that. DoorDash popping up over everything. It's it's yeah. hectic. It's hectic. Nova Dasher or Nova Dasher uses them too, and uh, and uh, Marco was saying that. Uh, he was like he was talking about the other day and it's kind of same kind of thing i saw flex in here same kind of thing flex has said before like he's like you know he turned down like 200 orders one day and took like 12 <laughs> dude you got 212 orders and like 12 were worth taking well, that should tell everybody why you need gary's app well yeah I mean, do you want to hit decline too. 200 times well let me get my statistical side in it too Time is limited. So if you're taking five seconds, seven seconds, 10 seconds to decline all these orders, when you could be declining them in literally tenths of a second, how many orders are you going to be missing out on? That way, they add up. Yeah. So, yeah. If you, I mean, if you're mainly declining, you could potentially be missing out on good orders as well. Yeah. So I, I would, so here's a, you know, a, and I, I can appreciate this. A lot of people, always say i don't need the app i don't need the app i can you know first of all you get i'm not sure what the duh one is but i know with maximo you get 15 days for free and again it's not the thing i hate it's not an auto renewal you get 15 days for free just by having an email address and then what happens after 15 days 
don't work. <laughs> and you got to put it in, then you got to put it in credit card, but they're not auto billing you. You can try it without any credit card in there for 15 days. So I would say try it because even some of the other features, maybe you don't need it for the this, that, the other, but I think you, I, you might be surprised if you get in there and see all the other things you're able to do with it. I yeah. mean, you know, it's it's like the para flagging feature is in Gary's apps too, kind in its own right. You know, I mean, I even have a video on my channel when I downloaded my data to find out, you know, what's the best restaurants or the best averages. A, a lot of things that I'm interested in may not be for everybody, but hey, right, the option is there for you. But the way he put it to me is, he's like, man, I have thousands of filters. Like most people don't need any of the depth of what I have, but he's like, I got thousands in there. You know, I don't know if that was just an overkill speaking and not like a lie, but just like it, inflating it a bit. But I mean, like, I, that's how I know Gary well, too. Like, that's the kind of guy he is. Is like, I wonder how deep some filters go. And like, if anybody even like, maybe there's one filter, not one person's ever used. <laughs> but he just thought of it like, dude, you'll need this. <laughs> well, every time he's added stuff to it, I've enjoyed it. Because I know even in the yeah. last year, the uh, the automatic screenshot of things, I mean. Especially even as even if you're a creator or not, I like looking at my history and saying, "Okay, I took this many orders. I thought I saw something from this restaurant. Oh, okay, I did, I did." And Duh is you can run the app without paying the nine ninety nine a month or ninety nine ninety nine a year. And by the way, guys, Maximo is even cheaper. His original app four ninety nine a month or forty nine ninety nine a year. Um, Gary and I have talked about we talked about this yesterday. Uh, Most people find that. Either of those apps, if they buy the year's worth, you can you can pay it off in a day or two of working. Like your year's worth. Oh yeah, yeah. the ninety nine. Okay, I say yeah. It's like a day yeah, or two yeah. to make. <laughs> no, like no. To, like, to pay off the whole ninety nine, though, if you're doing, oh, yeah. if you're doing uh, DoorDash, you know, you can probably do that in a day or two. Like cover that and say, okay, it's paid for for the year, and yeah. it's so worth it. I don't know. I I know that you know you're saying you don't really need it. Um, uh, if I was, to, oh, okay. <laughs> you're not doing, okay, that makes more sense. Well, if you're not using DoorDash at all, then I understand. Yeah, don't use the DUH app if you don't use DoorDash. <laughs> it's, <laughs> not, it's not going to do anything. Um, but if you do any of the others, if you do Grubhub, Uber Eats, uh, Uber, or Lyft, use Maximo. Yeah. I mean, those are the same filter type system. and um, But yeah, don't, you know, those are the apps that I approve of that. So, Gary's apps, para, uh, display ride, uh, dumpling. And I'm always available at Steve at Rideshare Rodeo. If you guys want to talk to me about any of these, I know all these CEOs, I know a lot of the people in the companies. Um, and then the only real app that I ever promote, and I keep them in this list since the first day I learned of them and worked with them, um, is Curry. Because I still think you can crush it with Curry. You know, I'm, you know, I have friends like Jason Thierry up in Michigan has said, I never get curry orders. Like he's not on the wait list, but he said, I never get them. And just last week he told me, I'm starting to get curry orders, like three, four a day. I'm like, you just oh, got to wait till they're in your area. As soon as they land a client, you know, and if it's a big one, like a paint supplier or something, then it's because it's, it's, it, it is the best paying app out there. For the work you do, it's the best paying app. Now, let me ask a question because I know Curry's a lot of uh, business to business, for lack of better terms. Do they have good volume on the weekends as well? Yeah, they have a great uh, volume on the weekend because they have the people who do scheduled pickups and then drop them or don't show. Mm -hmm. So the price goes up on a weekend. So if like I'm sitting around on a Saturday Mm -hmm. and I didn't take a scheduled Saturday, 
I can, I'll, I'll, on any given Saturday, I will count on three to four offers to come through at like triple the rate. Oh, wow. Which is already, yeah. Right. Which is already their rate times three. Cause it's like now they're like, we need a hundred gallons of paint to this place yesterday. We are screwed. We're willing to pay for it. Right. That's, I think that's what people don't get about Curry. That's where, that's where the money comes in is because they get people going, dude, we have, 15 people on a work site not doing anything. They'll pay that so money. They'll lose less. They'll money. pay yeah. whatever, dude. They will pay whatever. Yeah. I mean, they're just, this is, this is, I mean, it's basically last mile construction services. So even when it's not paint, it's plumbing supplies, other things, it's things that can't wait. Right. It's always, and it's always last minute. Like, like I said, last mile delivery, but it's last minute too. It's like, you know, a box of nails. Um, on a scheduled delivery with something else might only earn you three, four bucks, but a box of nails on Friday at 4 PM, like 200 or three boxes of 200 nails might earn you for an hour's worth of work might make you $65. That's a dream right there. Because think about the construction site. They're happy to pay $65 to get the nails to finish up and go home. They don't care. It's 65 bucks. They're just going to put as a line item towards the client anyway. So it's, you know, it's, so it's to them, it's like, we need to get home. We can't do that till we have it. So they need it. So I think that the construction game, you know, I think that that's a, I think that's a really good space for last mile services. Cause I think that pay will stay higher. Um, there's a little more to curry though. I will say that you gotta, you gotta be on your game. You gotta be communicative. You gotta, you know, if you take a scheduled ride, it'll, it'll uh, like two, three times, twice the night before, once the morning of, you'll get this thing saying, send a plus back in a reply if you're still taking this. It's like, dude, so, I told you I'm taking it. Like, so taking they want to make sure you, you know <laughs> that we know yeah. that you know that you're committed. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So um, I want to thank everybody for in the chat for joining us. Sorry that I didn't get through all the chat tonight. Um I know it's a Monday and you guys get a little thrown when I do these Mondays, but um, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, other than chat. that, be safe, make money, spend some good into this crazy world. And uh, we will see you back here next week on the rodeo podcast. And John, thanks for joining us again. Oh, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it again. Peace y'all. Peace. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I'm going to sign off with, this is the guy who wrote, this is the song or who did the song that is on the podcast. So I'm doing it on both ends of this one now. So you won't see us from here out, but if you want to listen to 30 seconds of my friend Tori Pater, he's pretty amazing.